Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 516. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about real estate sales slowing in the United States. And this comes to us from research in the fourth quarter that sales are actually the worst they've been since 2015. And this is something that I've been talking about since last year, that we are seeing a slowing in the real estate cycle. I do believe that we are toward the end of that cycle. That doesn't mean that it has to be a crash or doom and gloom. What I'm saying is we have had extraordinary real estate appreciation for about 18 years, which is approximately one real estate cycle. It's been the best performing asset class. It's been just phenomenal in terms of performance. And what that means to you, if you're an owner of real estate or if you're looking to buy real estate, is that you have to be a little bit more savvy. It also means you don't want to expect the same level of appreciation that we've had in the past. And you might even prepare for prices to be softening somewhat. Again, depending on whether you're an owner or a prospective buyer, the views can be completely different. But nonetheless, I always recommend that real estate is a long-term purchase. You don't want to be making a purchase for a couple of years and definitely not a purchase to try and make a short-term profit. Even flippers are having difficulty doing that in this environment. So be very, very careful if you're doing some kind of short-term investment like that. My advice to you is to invest for 10 years or more in real estate, and you have a much better opportunity of having price appreciation, of course, the forced savings that you get in real estate, and all of the benefits of real estate, some tax deductions, etc. But let's talk about what this article said. It was a Market Watch article written by Andrea Requirer, and she called it Existing Home Sales Slide to a Three-Year Low as Housing Market Stumbles. And the subheadline was, Sales were the lowest since a post-crisis regulation rocked mortgage lending back in 2015. So here's the article. The Numbers. Existing home sales ran at a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 4.99 million in December, the National Association of Realtors said Tuesday. That was the lowest since November 2015. Sales were down 6.4% for the month and 10.3% lower than the year ago rate. So I just want to pause there and say we had a week in November, the weakest November since 2015, It said sales were down 6.4% for the month. So again, we're talking about the number of homes selling. We're talking about the number of homes selling, not the value of the home. So 6.4% fewer homes sold in the month, which was 10.3% lower than how many homes sold a year ago. And it has a chart here 
that shows this is the lowest rate since 2015. You can see there was sort of a peak uh, in about October of 2017. And since then, we've been steadily declining. And I will post this article in the show notes so you can see this chart and take a look, see what you think. The article goes on to say, what happened? Sales of previously owned homes tumbled in December, capping a dismal year for housing. The full year sales tally for 2018, 5.34 million, made it the worst year since 2015 when the nascent housing recovery was knocked off course by a mortgage regulation change. December's pace of sales missed the market watch consensus forecast for a 5.1 million selling pace big picture. The housing market wobbled badly last year. Now, all eyes are on the critical spring selling season to determine whether 2018 was a fluke or the beginning of the end of the cycle. But I do think that we have seen a peak. We saw interest rates bottom out. We've seen interest rates rise. That usually does move against housing prices. It makes them more expensive. It makes them less affordable. It makes housing sales go down. We also have seen foreigners leave this market. And just today in my VIP group, I was posting an article about how the Chinese sold a billion dollars in real estate in the US and are cashing in somewhat in their US properties. Is it a mass exodus? No, I don't think so. But it might, again, be a trend where we had Chinese money coming into our markets. Now we have Chinese money flowing out of our markets. We also used to have Russian money coming into our markets. We have that not coming in so much anymore. So the foreign element to real estate is very important. And also one of the big trends in real estate that I don't believe is still occurring is we had hedge funds come into this market early. The reason the hedge funds were in the real estate market is because there were zero interest rates and they could not invest in anything that would provide a real substantial cash flow. And real estate was one of the highest yielding investments that they could get. So hedge funds went out and were buying real estate so that they could get real returns of five, six percent, or maybe even better on their rental properties. So we had a lot of money moving into real estate to try and get yield, which could not be gotten in bonds. But now that interest rates have risen somewhat and bonds have begun to yield a little bit better, that differential between real estate and bonds has narrowed. And, you know, there's a lot of extra maintenance, a lot of extra work in real estate that if you can get uh, a yield similar without having to do any of that work, that might be a better way to go. So it makes bonds more attractive as an investment. It makes it an easier investment. And we're not seeing the hedge funds pour into real estate in the way that they were. The article goes on to say, even as sales flipped in December, inventory did as well. At the current sales pace, it would take 3.7 months to exhaust available supply, down from 3.9 months in November. Properties stayed on the market for an average of 46 days in December, up from 42 days in November. All right, I'll pause there. That's not really a big difference either way, just that it takes a little bit longer to sell and there's a little bit more available supply. But we really do wanna watch those numbers and see, because if supply goes up a lot, then that will soften prices dramatically. 
the more supply that you have, the more it's going to impact price. Supply and demand are integrally related. So anytime you have more supply, you're gonna have a drop in price. The article goes on to say, but demand is waning. The median sales price in December, $253,600, was only 2.9% higher than a year ago. No regions saw an increase in sales in December. And first-time buyers made up 32% of all transactions in the month, making no headway. What they're saying. In December, home showings were 7.2% lower than a year ago, the fifth straight month of yearly declines, according to a report from Showing Time. The company's data comes from more than 1.2 million active listings that subscribe to its services. Buyer traffic continues to subside across all regions of the U.S. compared to the record numbers recorded at the same time last year, Showing Time said in a statement. This is potentially good news for buyers who are seeing less competition in the market. In the very near term, we think we could see a brief period of stronger housing data, said economist at Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. The decline in mortgage rates is very well timed ahead of the spring selling season. We suspect that potential home buyers who may have been scared from the market during the period of rising rates in the fall could see it as an opportunity to jump back in. Moreover, the labor market is currently very strong with a high number of job openings and upward pressure on wages. Market reaction. The 10-year Treasury note, which most fixed-rate mortgages track, has caught a bid in recent weeks, helping make home loans more affordable for buyers. End of article. All right, let me just comment on the last couple of paragraphs. It said, the decline in mortgage rates is very well-timed ahead of the spring selling season. Well, the spring selling season is the best selling season in real estate. If you want to sell your home, you want to sell it in the second quarter because that's when a lot of families are trying to move and get situated with schools so that their kids can finish the school where they're at and get into the new school ahead of school starting in August or September. It also said that potential home buyers who were scared by rising interest rates could have an opportunity to jump back in. And since the jobs market is strong and there's upward pressure on wages, meaning maybe more people can now afford homes. And finally, it's said that fixed rate mortgages caught a bid in recent weeks, making them more affordable for borrowers, meaning that rates have softened and have come down a little bit. I believe that's from the Federal Reserve head, Jerome Powell, who was going to raise interest rates aggressively this year. And then after being criticized by the president, he decided to pull back a bit and become what we call more dovish and say that, well, I won't raise interest rates before May. So that relaxed interest rates. It caused everyone to relax and not anticipate any interest rate increases. So those interest rates declined and that makes housing more affordable. I do think that because spring is the strongest season of the year, we may see sales tick back up, but that doesn't mean that this trend of fewer home sales is over. Far from it. I think because we are in a rising interest rate cycle, they may not go up in a straight line. They may go up and then come down and then go up a couple times. That's how the market works. My sense is that the money that was coming in from overseas just isn't there like it was. Hedge funds aren't buying like they were. 
prices have been bid up quite a bit, making real estate less affordable. And until prices come down and or interest rates come down, I don't think we're gonna see a meaningful change in the real estate trends. But that's just my opinion. We'll wait and see how it all turns out. This was very interesting to see that this was the weakest in sales since 2015. We'll be keeping an eye on this and reporting more to you. I've got some great news for you, and that is that my book, You're Already a Welfarist, Now Think and Act Like One, Six Practical Steps to Make It a Reality Now, is back in stock on Amazon. Hey, men are loving the book too. Women are loving it. The reviews are great. If you haven't checked those out, read some of these amazing reviews. I'm so proud of you and what you're getting out of the book, how you're applying it. It's really quite incredible. And you're all telling me that you love the third chapter on cycles. So that goes right along with what we were talking about today. And if you want to know more about those, check out You're Already a Wealth Heiress. Also, our international buyers can buy it on the amazon.uk website. So if you are overseas, check out that website in order to make your purchase. Some people have been asking me about whether we should have a Facebook group for the podcast listeners. I know some podcasts have that. If that is something you want, I have a survey that I'm asking what it is that you'd like to see more of on the podcast, and that is where I would love to hear from you. So if you would like us to have a Facebook group, I need to have at least 100 people want that before I would start a Facebook group. So if that's something you want, you need to fill out the survey and let me know. It's in the show notes and it is 10 short questions. It'll take you less than three minutes to fill it all out. But let me know, do you want a Facebook group? Do you not want a Facebook group? What would you like to see? If you haven't connected with me on Instagram, I'm doing daily posts with wealth tips for financial freedom over on instagram.com forward slash Linda P. Jones. And did you know our contest for reviews is back on? Until March 31st, you have the opportunity to win 25 prizes. Yes, you can win 11 of my Wealthy Mindset Blueprints. Their audios valued at $197. 11 of my Wealth Heiress books, personalized by me. And three people will get a 30-minute wealth mentoring session with me one-on-one. All you have to do is leave a podcast review that gets your name in the hat five times. If you leave a book review that gets your name in the hat seven times. And if you leave a podcast and a book review that gets your name in the hat 10 times. If you've already left reviews, I still have your names in the drawing. So you still have the opportunity to win as well. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.